Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gombridge Podcast, episode 59. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clawson and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing on this one-year anniversary of Gone Bridge? Start spreading the news. Gone Bridge has been talking socks for a year. Dave O'Brien takes it over for the rest. It's great to be here. I'm loving it. I'm killing it. I mean, who would have thought, right? I mean, I did, I guess, in a way. But uh, what do we say? We set a goal for ourselves. Uh, for an entire year, I won't even say what One, the goal was, but it was, it was, it was embarrassingly fast, embarrassingly low for the amount of listeners. So, thank you everybody for supporting us. It's uh, if I had one thing to say, been a hell of a ride. We've had uh, it's been, it's unbelievable been sport, fun. It's been Certainly. real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. It's been a real fun. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna keep this going. In fact, uh, party doesn't stop now that the season's over. We gotta guess this episode. What? 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 How do we do that? I don't know. I really take a don't guess know. right now. If you're, I mean, you probably know. Who yeah, it is. take a guess who it is. No, I mean, they already know because it's, it's not. Title. Steve, can I tell you one person that's not? Who? No, not this. What? <laughs> not this. I'm literally saying one person. Why is this? Why is this an issue? I hope it's not the person I'm thinking of. They're no like free, a million. No they're a million. No free cloud. I'm, I was going to say, are, are we interviewing Manny today? Manny Ramirez? No, we're definitely oh. not. That you're going to say somebody else. Pat Pat Wright? Wright? No. no. Somebody who's oh, Darnell McDonald. <laughs> yeah. No Darnell yeah. McDonald interview today. Maybe we'll finally uh, catch up to him this offseason. But we got Nathan Hickey on the pod. Nathan Hickey. Fifth uh, round pick. Fifth round pick for the Boston Red Sox this year. Fifth right. round pick for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, catcher out of the University of Florida. Uh, we're very excited to have him on. Uh, as you guys will uh, will listen in a, in a minute here, uh, stellar interview skills. It's a great listen. Great listen. I honestly think, I'm not even saying this. I could say this just because he was on the show, but I really think this. Hot take. Not, not, no, not a hot take. Two to three years. This kid's this kid's the next catcher for the Boston Red Sox. Kid just Hot take this kid's the next corner outfielder slash infielder for the Boston Red Sox. Kid just Kyle wakes and rakes, wakes yeah. and rakes, wakes and rakes, wakes and rakes. That is the key of the episode. You guys, uh, before we throw it into this, you guys got any uh, any thoughts on on Nathan? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, <laughs> without further ado, I present Nathan Hick. All right, here we go. Today we are joined by Red Sox 2021 fifth round pick catcher from the University of Florida, Nathan Hickey. Nathan, thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We're uh, really excited to have you on, um, talk some baseball and uh yeah, we'll have a good good discussion. So I want to first start by asking, uh, you know, what was the draft draft process like for you? Uh, did you kind of know where you were going to go in the draft? Uh, do you have any teams interested in you? Just kind of take us through that. Yeah, uh, it's it's on. It's like, oh, it's such a fun experience. It's really fun for the first probably ten picks, and then after that, you don't really know. Uh, I had people telling me, oh, you're going first day, no matter what. Uh, I had people telling me, oh, you're going to be early second round. I had people telling me a whole bunch of different things. It's just kind of, it's a, it's a different animal. The, uh, the draft is, uh, but I mean, it came, came out, uh, in my favor. I wanted to go play professional baseball. So everything worked out. Awesome. We love to hear it. So, um, just a little bit before the draft. So you were a sophomore when you declared for the draft at university of Florida, what was that decision like to leave Florida and enter the draft? Like, did you have coaches telling you to go or did you just kind of feel like it was, it was the right time for you? Cause sophomore is early, you know? Yeah. Really yeah. Early. So the whole, my whole thing going to college was it's two years and you're gone. So uh, I thought I was going to go out of high school and we just didn't uh, get the number out of high school. So uh, me and my family decided like, Hey, it's university of Florida. It's a really good education. So we're just going to go there for two years, uh, get what you need to get done. And then hopefully get drafted after two years. Yeah. I mean, 
going to Florida, I think looks like it helped you out, boost your stock a lot offensively, especially, and uh, you're a catcher, obviously. And do you see yourself being a catcher long-term as the organization talked to you about potentially, uh, cause I know that you've uh, taken reps in uh, corner infield and maybe even corner outfield potentially. So what are you, what do you, yeah, so, yeah, we, uh, they had the draft, they asked me like, what do you want to do? And I was like, honestly, I'm going to hit, uh, you can put me in left. You can put me in right. You can put me behind the plate third or second. I was like, I'm going to hit no, no matter what. So if you can put me anywhere, they have me catching right now. Uh, I've never been taught how to catch, but I caught, uh, First time ever really catching, like actually like trying to learn actually how to do it was my freshman year at Florida. So I've only, I haven't only been catching for not even really three years yet. So kind of just taking it all in, just trying to be a sponge and uh, see what the Red Sox have for me. Absolutely. Yeah, kind of got that like Kyle Schwarber mentality, you know, where he was a catcher and then he's like, throw me anywhere. I'll hit, I'll hit Grand I'm, Slam. I'm here, I'm here to rake is basically what they, they told me. <laughs> Taylor, you're, you're in that. the right place. <laughs> Um, so how was the decision to go to Florida? I mean, you're from Jacksonville. Uh, was that a pretty easy choice or were you looking to kind of, you know, go elsewhere? So my dream school growing up was Florida state. Uh, that's where, uh, I grown up. My dad was a huge Florida state fan. Uh, my room right now is actually, uh, it's garnet and gold and I have an FSU football, uh, fat head in it. So it's kind of just going to the dark side. But I mean, they're, they're helping pay for school. And I, you know, they have a really good track record of producing uh, major league baseball players. So that was kind of, it was kind of an easy decision, but it was kind of, it was just kind of weird, honestly. Yeah. So while you were at Florida, I mean, obviously Florida, I would say is a pretty big pipeline for big athletes. While you were on campus, did you ever meet anybody like that was an alumni or, or a current student, I guess, at Florida that was kind of like shell shocking to you? Not, like any, any, not any, really. Uh, Tim Tebow came a bunch. I mean, he's a really good guy. He came to my high school to go hit when he was trying to uh, uh, go from football to baseball. Really? So I got to talk to him there before I even went to Florida. So I was kind of not really close with him, but like I knew who he was and you knew who I was. So it's kind of it's kind of cool just going there and be able to be like, oh, yeah, like I know that guy. Yeah, I figured Tim Tebow would be the first team out of here. That's, that's a, it's a huge name. Yeah. And, uh, University of Florida. Huge it. name. Yeah. I mean, going to Florida, playing uh, NCAA college baseball, is it a lot different than playing where you're at right now, doing what you're doing right now? Is the experience like pretty similar? It's, it's kind of similar, but it's, it's a whole different animal, honestly. So the jump from high school to college, I like, it was a big jump, but it's not even close. I've only played eight professional baseball games, I think maybe nine. And, uh, but it, just from those eight, nine games, it's totally different. It's everybody's Friday night guy in the SECs you're facing. So it's all the best arms from around the country. You're uh, going up against each day. Yeah. And I mean, you've already earned a promotion to talk to us a little bit about, I mean, we've talked with a couple of other guys in the draft pa- uh, draft class who have uh, been in the, you know, the Florida, um, was it Florida Coast League or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so you already played some games in Single A uh, in Salem. So, how was that like to get that you know first promotion in the organization? It, it was big. Uh, so, I from when we lost to South Alabama in like night, the horrible game. But I didn't pick up a bat or a ball since that day until the draft. And so I was down in. Fort Myers just kind of getting ramped up again, throwing, hitting, just kind of getting everything settled in. I was there for like three weeks, and then getting that promotion was really big. I thought I'd be there for like a, another week or two, uh, but they, they sent me up, and it, I tried to take advantage of the opportunity that I was given. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've had a couple other guys from your draft class on in the past, um, and they've kind of talked about how you guys got a really good, like just personality-wise really good draft class. Have you gotten to know any of those guys that you got drafted with? Yeah. Yeah. So my roommate though, since I've been in professional baseball is Nico Cavadas from Notre Dame. And he has the most personality of probably anybody that I've ever met. I love that kid. I've only met, I've only been friends with him for like a month or two, but he's, he's deaf. He's a brother now, 
but everyone that I've met, I haven't met anybody that I like, I despise or don't like. There's, I, I really like everybody. Everyone's personality is just through the roof. Everyone's just happy to be there. Everybody that we've talked to, everybody that we've talked to seems like they live and breathe baseball. Um, you know, they want to be, they're working hard. Yeah. At this point, at this point in the game, you have to. Exactly. No doubt. I mean, if you're, if you don't at this point, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. But, um, so you've gotten to know a couple of those guys, which is great. And then have the guys in the organization, the coaches, anybody like that, anybody in the front office, have they all been, uh, Good to you. Has anybody been trying to take you under their wing per se, something like that? Extremely supportive, everybody. Going from uh, Mr. Bloom all the way down to the hitting guys down in the FCL. Everyone's very supportive. Uh, They want you to succeed, so they do everything that they can to help you get to uh, your best game and uh, just support you throughout the whole process. I mean, I have guys that I've never even met calling me, texting me just to see, like, how I'm doing and how I'm liking it. So, I mean, it's, this is a great organization. I'm very excited uh, for the future here with the yeah. Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, I think we're a little bit biased. We, we do love the organization too, but I wanted to ask you, um, you know, obviously being from Florida and playing uh, school there, when you heard Red Sox, I mean, I'm sure you were excited, but were any thought about the weather, you know, you're like, all right, I'm going to have to move from a, from a warm climate to a cold one. Do you have any like living experience up North? Absolutely. I was born, born and raised down here in uh, Jacksonville. So, but uh, my dad never gets cold and I kind of got that from him. So I'm never, I'm always sweating, no matter what it is, always, I'm always hot. So I think, I think I'm going to be fine with uh, the weather changes. Yeah. I mean, usually baseball season, it's, it's pretty nice. It's just the beginning and the tail end, like up here. I mean, the world series is going on now. If they were in Boston, I mean, they'd be playing in you know forty degrees. It gets it gets go a little little chilly in Fenway. Um, yeah, I, I I don't doubt that at all. Playing baseball and it's thirty or forty degrees out is not the most fun thing in the world. But I mean, you just got to do it. You just got to grind it out. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I played baseball for a little bit, hitting the ball off the end of the bat when it's cold <laughs> out. Doesn't feel great. No, it uh, hurts. It, it hurts. It's not yeah. fun. So, for being from Florida, have you ever seen snow before? I've seen it. I. I really don't know. So I've been, I went to Gatlinburg when I was little and it was kind of like a mixture. And I think I've seen like a little snow, like on like the side of the road, but I've never really seen like real like powder ever. That's no, crazy. no New England crazy. snowstorms. <laughs> no, none of, none of those. We, we get thunderstorms and rainstorms here, but none of the, none of the uh, snowstorms. Hey, missing out. I mean, the weather up here, can't lie. It, it gets pretty, pretty shitty sometimes but it's uh it's it's not as bad as it probably looks on tv but being from florida were you um a like an avid baseball watcher and then who were you a fan of like what was your team so i was never i never really watched uh major league baseball too much i'd kind of just watch uh every now and then but favorite player was Derek jeter because you just had you just had to like the guy but I, I watch more college baseball than uh, Major League Baseball. I, I honestly never – growing up, I never liked it, never liked watching it. I just love going outside and playing it. Absolutely. Uh, so being a Derek Jeter fan, we've, uh, we've had this conversation on, on our podcast a couple of times. Uh, uh, do you, are you familiar with, like, Nomar Garcia-Para, shortstop of the Red Sox? Yeah. So our big thing is that prime Nomar – was a better player than prime Jeter. I don't, so I don't know I, if you can speak against that, but I, Nomar in his prime could rake. Oh, 100%. Every, when I had my PlayStation 2, every time the first overall pick was Nomar every single time. So uh, I, he did rake. But, I mean, Jeter just won. They just, they just won him and the team. They just won all the time. So, like, you, you just can't go against them. That is fair. Definitely can't go against that. Have you ever um, been down to Tropicana Field to see a game? How uh, How's that experience? Because, I mean, seeing, seeing games on TV, I feel like we've all got our <laughs> opinions on that. Yeah, so it's it's cool uh, playing in, a, in the Dome. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's a, it's a cool experience in, uh, being able to say that I played there. Oh, so you, you played there too? Yeah, I played yeah. there a couple. 
times. Have you had any experience, you know, like you hit a ball and it ricochets off the catwalk or any of that I, good stuff from there? Yeah. So when I had a pre-draft workout with the Rays and I was there for probably like 45 minutes, I would say just, I went in there and just hit and then I left, but I would, I was hitting balls over the uh, stands in right field and I was hitting them off the thing. It was just a cool sound. Uh, you hit off the thing and it just echoes. You hear when you hit it off the bat, it literally sounds like a firecracker. It's it sounds. Uh, I mean, when you make it up, we're hoping that you're still pushing them off the back wall. Uh, I hope so. That 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 (laughs) that would be elite right there. That'd be huge. Yeah. Um, So speaking of ballparks, do you have any um, how many ballparks that you've kind of like either seen growing up or like just kind of seen now that you like really want to play at in in particular? You just kind of excited to get up to the show. Uh, I've, so I went up to Fenway, uh, during the whole, like right before the sign deadline, uh, August 1st. And that was probably one of the coolest experiences ever. I was there on like a Wednesday and a Thursday and I watched, uh, Red Sox play the Blue Jays and it was packed on the Wednesday and Thursday. I was honestly curious if anybody up there worked because every, it seemed like the whole city of Boston was at the game and it, that just made me want to grab pen grab a piece of paper and sign it right then and there it, it was awesome when i was up there uh it's a uh, it's an it's an unbeatable atmosphere i've been to a couple of different stadiums and, and fenway just kind of just the atmosphere i mean people really care um yeah. as you said like tuesday wednesday thursday people probably shouldn't it was be like at the sold game. out yeah you know probably shouldn't be at the game probably should be at home <laughs> or at work and you know i mean by the third inning everybody's flooding in yes yes exactly it was I th- one of the coolest things I thought I was wearing black pants and um, some kind of like jacket and I wasn't even sweating in August. And down here, if I did that, I'd be dead right outside. <laughs> it's about a hundred degrees here. And it was there. It was literally the most perfect weather. It was like 70 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. It was great. Yeah. New England's um, weird. I mean, you get some, some days like that. And then Alex and I went to one game in August and it was, it was a hundred degrees up until like nine o'clock. I had to have been like the hottest really? day of the year. It was bad. Really? Yeah. I, I couldn't see that. I've only I've yeah. only been there, been in Boston for three days, but I, I couldn't see that because it was perfect when I was there. Uh, I'm sure you're the only guy in the stadium wearing a jacket too. <laughs> I probably was. I probably was. I feel like people were looking at me like I was like stupid or something. Definitely. Garrett Richards might have had it. Yeah. Garrett, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Boston, uh, so Boston fans are – are arguably the best fans for any city. So moderately biased take. Maybe could be. So we're really excited to have you. And I think that uh, you're really going to enjoy the Fenway atmospheres when you do get to the show, because it gets loud in there. And, uh, you know, you familiar with the red seat at, uh, at Fenway park. Is that the one with Ted Williams? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's allegedly 502 feet away from home plate. And, it's I don't know if you noticed it when you were at Fenway, but it's a ridiculous distance from home plate. And I was going to just ask you if you think you're going to put one up there one day. No, I hope so. That, that'd be cool. But it looked like it was a mile away and I was sitting right behind home plate and it looked like it was a mile away. Yeah, I, mean, I think David Ortiz would say in interviews that him and like Manny would go out there and with metal bats and they wouldn't even come close to it. So I don't know. I don't know if uh, there's there's I do love the Red Sox and there's very few bad takes on them for me but that red seat is ridiculous and i think that it's just a lie it is it's ridiculous i was looking at it and i really feel like it would take me an hour and a half to drive in my truck all the way out there to just touch the red seat it's not even that it's so far it's also like so high up like there's no way a ball that hit that far was still that high but no it, it shouldn't it that it shouldn't be like that they but milk that they it's milk. absurd <laughs> yeah so talk to us a little bit, too, about um, how you got into baseball. You know, um, did you have brothers who played? Did your dad play? Yeah, uh, my dad played. Uh, and I think I started playing when I was like three or four. And just I was playing up uh, all the time until I was probably about 10 and kind of went back into my age group. But I fell in love with it ever since I was just born, honestly. Coming out the womb, and probably, I definitely had a baseball in my hand. Uh, when you were growing up, did you have a position or, uh, that you kind of like to play most, or were you just kind of get me up to the plate and I'll play defense because I have to? 
Yeah, I'd loved. I played short growing up. I played shorts uh, since I was could walk. Uh, played short all throughout high school, eighth grade on varsity. Played short uh, and got to Florida, and we had uh, one of like the top recruits in the country play, come come in and play short. And they're like, "Hey, we need you to hit, so you just got to go behind the plate now." And I was like, "Whatever." But honestly, growing up, it was I was a huge shortstop fan. Was that because of Derek Jeter? Or did you just kind of find a home over there? I don't know. I think I, it just felt like home. Like I was there and it was just kind of like my go-to place. Just felt comfortable. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Did you ever pitch growing up? Uh, yeah, I did. My mom hated it, but yeah, I did. <laughs> what do you think you topped out at at your peak? Uh, I think the hardest I've ever thrown on the mound is 93, maybe a 94. Uh, but that's it. That's really it. Players high demand these days. <laughs> that that <laughs> is true. It's it was on opposite ends of the spectrum though. It was either I got raked or I shoved. So there was no in between. There wasn't like oh like you gave up a run. No, it's I'm either giving up seven runs or I'm striking seven guys out in a row. Yeah, I I, I, I get that. It was more of the like, I'm giving up seven this inning with three home runs. But the other uh, striking out seven row came every now and then. So we have a, it's like, I don't know if it's a debate at this point or it started it's out. Just, it's just like a running. It's, a hypothetical. it's a hypothetical at this point, but it started out as um, a bet where Andrew and Alex both said that they believe that they could throw 90 miles per hour, at least if they were able to have a full year of training with like a professional pitching coach. And I said, that's simply ridiculous. Cause I don't know if you can tell just by looking at them, but uh, <laughs> They're, they are not the guys that are be shoving 90 miles per hour down the down the. All plane. right. Bartolo Colon didn't look like he could so, do it. Really yeah, <laughs> exactly. So just being in professional baseball, I look at some of these guys, and even in the Red Sox organization, we have like six guys who are like smaller and way less than me, and they get up on the mound and they're touching like 101. So like it's, I, it's honestly psychotic how kids who are – they look – they look like they're like 12 and they get up on the mound and they're throwing a hundred. It's, it just blows my mind, honestly. So like, I, I wouldn't blow him by him. I mean, it's my man. Alex looks like he could throw, he would hit 90 before Andrew, but that's, that's right. That's fair. Oh, yeah. well, Alex, Alex has like about six inches on me too. So, I mean, it, <laughs> I don't, my defense was just that like, you know, in high school, like I'm sure you probably saw more than I did, but I mean, guys can touch 90 when they're, you know, 16, 17 years old. Exactly. Yeah. There's a, I saw this on uh, Instagram the other day. There was like a 14-year-old throwing like 97. Yeah. And that never came never came across when I was 14. I was 14. I think I was hitting like 73, maybe. If that, yeah. With the crow was, hop. Yeah. <laughs> the crow hop. I mean, yeah, we've, we, we've asked so many people this question or brought this up to them, and you have been by far the most supportive of, of their dreams to hit 90 miles per hour. Everybody likes to kind of – uh, no, I appreciate it. Everybody kind of dances around it in their own own way. And I appreciate you for actually attacking it because most people are like, yeah, you know, like maybe if you put time in, you know, they, they truly don't believe that it could happen. Yeah, and and, right, the, it could happen. It could happen. I'm not going to throw it by you. I don't know. I mean, I know you guys from here, but like, I don't, you guys could do it. I mean, I, now we're we talking about we got to go through a whole lineup or we're going to do like a running sprint and then throw it into a net. They're definitely off, like off the mound. Off the oh. mound, no crow hop. That's a lot harder. That's a yeah. lot harder. Yeah. That's, that's you have to take up the whole year. Yeah. Realistically, realistically, probably not. But you gotta have confidence in yourself. Oh, you have uh, to. You, you gotta. You gotta. Uh, do you have a favorite baseball movie? The Natural. That's my favorite movie. The Natural. So favorite movie, like. Wow. Okay. That's a good one. What about uh, The Sandlot? What do you... Yeah, I, that, that's a good movie. I think I've seen it too many times, but I, I could honestly probably say almost every word, but uh, The, the Natural is definitely my favorite by far. That's a new one. Most most of the people we get are like, you know, Sandlot, Moneyball, um, what are they, uh, Rookie of the Year. I think it's been tossed around once or twice. Like all oh, the big fe- ones. Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch. Have you seen Fever Pitch? I've never even heard of that. It's a uh, – who's in it? Uh, it's Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's in it and uh, Drew Barrymore. And it's a, it's a Red Sox baseball movie. 
It's oh, all really? about, I think it's the, what is it, 04 World yeah, Series? Yeah, it's about them breaking the curse. Very cheesy. Very yeah, cheesy. Very cheesy baseball very cheesy, movie. Yeah. If it's on Netflix, I'll watch it, but it's probably not. It's, I don't think, I don't no. think it deserves to be on Netflix. Yeah, it's, not <laughs> it's not worth your time. All right. All right. Uh, So back to you. Do you have a guy in the majors that you try and uh, you can try and emulate or like, you know, you can kind of, what do you think your skill set matches up to the most in terms of like current? You have a guy? Yeah. So I, everyone's been saying like, Oh, like you're definitely like a Kyle Schwarber or you're definitely like a Max Muncie, which I never, they would say that. And I'm like, I don't know. But then now that like pro ball is starting, I can kind of see it. And I feel like I'd be more like a Kyle Schwarber than a Max Muncie, honestly. I mean, Sox fans love Kyle Schwarber. If you didn't, oh yeah, you got to. You couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> I mean, the guy, the guy showed up. All he did was rake. Just and, rake. And, showed up and rake. Wake and rake. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I like that. <laughs> Have you? Um, were you keeping up with the team uh, during the playoff run? Did you watch oh, it? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Not bad. Maybe uh, could have been a little better, but I'm, I'm glad that the Braves right now, the Braves are my horse in the World Series right now. Do you have a preference for who, who wins? Braves, 100%. 100%, without a doubt. Is there um, anyone that you played with? Um, like, I was just looking at the, the Salem roster, and there's a ton of, you know, top prospects on that team. Is there anyone who, you know, really impressed you down there? Um, you were kind of like, you know, like, damn, he's, he's really impressive. Yeah, the Sedan Rafaela, that kid is – he's unreal. Like, he, his skill set is through the roof. And he's not a big guy, but he hits the ball tremendously far. And it surprised me because I looked at him and I was like, oh, like, it's probably like one of these fast guys. probably going to lay down a couple bunts, has a good arm. Uh, and then the first day while I was up there, he made a diving play – at the wall in left field and threw a one hop laser from the wall all the way to first base. I was like, this kid is on something. This kid's unreal. I'd love to hear that. Uh, uh, so you mentioned earlier that when you would play like baseball video games as a kid, Nomar was always going first pick. Yeah. Did you have like a favorite baseball video game growing up? When are you still kind of like on like the MLB, the show kind of thing now? Or So uh, 2K7 on the PlayStation oh. 2 was my go-to game. That, that was the go-to game I had to. I got to bring back MLB 2K. That's what I've been saying. They have to. I think it's better. No, the 2K games were good. I, I used to have them for the Wii. I mean, those games were those were tough. Oh, I, know, I didn't have them for the Wii, but I feel like that's, that's got to be fun, though. Yeah, yeah, they were great. I, in fact, I remember when I was in, like, middle school, I specifically bought a PlayStation because they stopped making the uh, 2K games, and they didn't make the show for the Xbox. So I was like – I gotta, I gotta, gotta get PlayStation's on over Xbox any day of the week. I'm with you. Yeah, it's gotta be. I, I, there's no, there's no other uh, comment that you can make to tell me that Xbox is better than PlayStation. I mean, back in the day when it was like Xbox 360 versus PlayStation 3, I feel like I, Xbox 360 was better. Nowadays, I can't really disagree with you. And that PlayStation's probably better these days. I mean, I have to back Steve up here. All I'm a time. PlayStation guy now, but the Xbox 360 was that was undefeated. That's some of my my better memories as a child. So I I'm kind of biased because I never owned an Xbox. I've only owned PlayStation forever. So just going over to my friend's house and playing it for like a day or two while I'm over there. But I I gotta be on PlayStation no matter what, all the time. Tell your brand loyalty. Yeah, you got to. You can't. You you can't switch. Are you uh, excited to see yourself in the show? I hope so. I I I want to make. I'm very excited. I I hope I make it as quick as possible because I want to. Honestly, just play in Boston because that place was electric when I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, trying to think here. Um, what else do we got? Um, so let's see. Um, yeah. Was there anything else that, you know, really stood out to you about Fenway, you know, like being there for the first time you mentioned the fans, but you know, like the, the green monster, you know, just like the, the quirkiness of, of the stadium itself. Yeah. So it, the green monster is huge. I didn't realize that it was that big. So I've had, we have jet blue down here and I've played there a million times 
and it's the green monster still looks three times as big. And honestly, when we were driving up uh, after I got out of the, the airport, we were driving up and it didn't even look like there's a major league, the Boston Red Sox major league stadium was right there. And he pulled up, he was like, Oh, we're here. And I was like, what are you talking about? We got up, walked in and I was like, Oh my God, this place is huge. This place was it, massive. Yeah. It, it kind of comes out of nowhere. I was, I went to a game in Kansas city this summer and it's funny, you know, you kind of drive up, you see it from afar. It's like, you know, there's nothing else out there. It kind of pops up. Yeah. And with Fenway, it's you're walking down. It could be a block over, and you you can't see it. It's crazy. No, yeah, it was it, it was so hidden, and then you get there, and it just like hits you right in the face. You're like, oh my god, this place is amazing. Yeah. Did you spend much other time in Boston? Or did you just kind of hang around Fenway? Yeah, I stayed at the hotel. I can't remember what it's called now, but it's right across like the highway or the road, and then it's like a, where all like the other teams stay. I can't even remember what it's called, but I would wake up and then just walk over and I would just go see there's people lined up down the street at like 10 in the morning. And I, this place is crazy. Like, I, and I don't mean to like be rude or anything, but these people up there are crazy. It's, oh, yeah, no. it's absurd. It's on a Wednesday or a Thursday and there's people lined up already tailgating for the game. <laughs> well, yeah, they, They'd kill a man for tickets. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. I had to like sneak my way through. I didn't want to get hurt. <laughs> I mean, Bostonians are a ridiculous group of people. And you're oh, going to get to know that more and more as your career goes on, I'm sure. So just be excited for it. Um, all right. So we'll wrap things up here. Um, we've been asking, uh, you know, all the draft picks in your class. We talked with Hunter Dobbins. We talked with um, Chris Shore. Uh, we asked them the same final question. So what is one thing that you want Red Sox nation to know about you? could be anything baseball related, you know, personal related, just open the floor is yours. I'm coming. Uh, hopefully it's sooner than later, but I'm coming. Uh, I'll be there soon. Uh, hopefully it's sooner than uh, what people think, but I, I'm coming. I hopefully I see you guys there. Absolutely. We would love Thank to see you. Yeah. Wake and rake. Wake and rake. Wake and rake. <laughs> one, one day, maybe in two or three years, we'll see the, the Troy to Hickey ninth inning closing out the game for the win. That'd that would be, be huge. That would be electric. I love Troy. Oh, He's I love awesome. That man. Great. Great. Fantastic dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we, we know. He, he is the man. He's great. Yeah. He was telling us he throws. He throws heat. Yeah, he does. I think so. I didn't even go off of this, but since the end of uh, the minor league season. Uh, I had like a month or two before I went down to Fort Myers, for like instructs or whatever. And the first bullpen I caught was him and he was throwing like a hundred and I hadn't seen a ball fly in a month or two. Jeez. Yeah. He wasn't, I don't, was he supportive of uh, you guys hitting 90 miles per hour? Uh, I don't I remember. remember. I know that, uh, I know that Hunter Dobbins was not too enthused by the, <laughs> by the idea. <laughs> but I think uh, I think CT might have might have had a little faith. I think he he, he, had, he had to knowing knowing Troy, he had to have faith in you guys. Yeah, he wasn't a pitcher forever. I think he kind of just like picked it up. And uh, I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea. It looks like he's been thrown for a while, but pumping that gas. He's damn good. He's, at a, it. he's a massive dude. He's <laughs> like six five, just ripped. He's a massive dude. Love this draft class. Love it. You guys are awesome. Well, anyway, Nathan, congrats again on being drafted by the Red Sox. We really appreciate you uh, coming on. We'd love to have you on again in the future. Uh, You know, once you're up with the big club and uh, best of luck, we'll be, we'll be following you along the way. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you. Red Sox nation as well. You guys are great. Not a problem, man. Enjoy. Have a good one. Thank you, Nathan Hickey for coming on the pod today. A phenomenal, phenomenal interview. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, heads up. We're going to have another guest next week, too. Are we? Yeah. We are. Is that news to you, Clausen? Is that when Manny comes on? That's mm, – Yes. Mm, no, we, no we, don't give, we don't give away any. But possibly. Could be Manny next week. It could be Bobby Valentine. Too. Could be no more. It could be no more. Could be a lot of people, but he did lose his mayoral bid for Stanford. Oh, did he? I, I didn't even see. Fans. I didn't even see. As a as a Connecticut native, I should have paid more attention to that. Uh, well, maybe since he has so much time on his hands, he could come on. Gone Bridge now. I'm sure, 
sure we'll figure that out. But anyway, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. More to come. We've got a lot of awesome guests uh, coming on this offseason. So that is just the beginning. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about. We've had, uh, it's been about 12 days since we released an episode, which is the longest that we've gone so far without releasing anything. We wanted to, you know, give it a week to kind of let the season blow over. The World Series is now over. Socks are obviously done. We did like, you know, the, re- the recap after the season had just wrapped up. So now we're bringing you a, like a major episode. We got the interview, got some off season talk. We've got, you know, some current events. Um, so we'll start. If you guys have been listening for the whole season, you know, uh, you probably remember some of these picks. We went over these at mid season preview, and then these were our preseason picks. So we're going to count. Uh, we all made like some predictions preseason. We're going to see how they went. This is going to be fun. Some good ones. Certainly not for me off the bat, but uh, there are a lot of good ones. So, Steve, you want to keep count here? Because I'm going to rattle these off. Yeah, I can. Hold on. Let me open a, a sticky note on my Oh, Discord. a nice sticky note on the dock. Klaus, you got anything? Socks and four? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Sox haven't lost in what two weeks? Two weeks, literally. Literally, Sox have been undefeated since the ALCS ended. Fourteen days, and the Yankees have not won in like a month. People aren't talking about that. Both are facts. Both are facts. Literally, both are facts. I don't care how you spin it, but that's how it is. All right, Steve, you ready? I'm. I'm fucking ready. I am fucking ready too, especially with this first take, which I uh, embarrass myself with. So, ALCS champion Marwin Gonzalez, the over-under games played, 129 and a half. I'm not even... I'm not, I'm, I'm not... Well, first of all, I will say this. At the All-Star break, he was on pace for 125. Did he hit it? Um, No, he did not. No, not even close. Marwin Gonzalez ended the season. <clears throat> With not 129 games played, but only 91. Only 91 games played. He got released from the Boston Red Sox. You guys had – you both had the uh, under, to be correct. I got the over. Yeah, I know. Not great. We're going to try and speed through this. Uh, Uh, Hold on. Remember during the live stream when we were picking our team and we asked Jared whether he thought over under? Mm -hmm. He he was going to get over and he goes – Fuck no. Fuck no. no. I was passionately, I was like, Jared, I'm going to prove you wrong. Going to prove you wrong. However, we all, we all got baited on the next one, especially Steve Brady. Nathan Eovaldi over under 24 and a half starts this year. Arguably the the, uh, ace of the rotation. All three of us said under, including 38% of the listeners. Including a Steve Brady quote that I've written out. Wouldn't it says, be 62% of the listeners said under? Oh, uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, 62% of the listeners said under. And Steve, Steve Brady and I quote said, not even close. Uh, Steve Brady, can I tell you that he made a, uh, a career or he led the league in game started this year? How many did he start? 32. Jeez. Well, Honestly, I don't feel bad about that prediction because nobody really expected Nathan Avaldi to be an all-star, be our best pitcher by far, and to be probably top six in AL Cy Young voting. No, I mean he had a he had a good year last year. Twenty nineteen was not good. Don't want to look at those stats, but uh, he got through it. So uh, you guys, no no one's getting a point on that one. The next one we go to is Eduardo Rodriguez. Over under 175.5 strikeouts. All three of us said over. 81% of the listeners said over. And Eddie ended the season with 185 strikeouts. So he's over by nine and a half. Book it. What do we think about Eddie? I know we'll talk about the free agency in a minute, but I thought, I mean, he had a lot of ups and downs this year. A lot of downs for sure. A lot of ups, though, as well. There were a lot of ups. A couple ups. Listen, he, he didn't finish the season with that bad of a line. I mean, his ups. For a four point seven, they were just good enough. That's a that's a good take. I mean, his ups were his all ups right. Were just and good enough. Downs to were downs. Yeah, his right. downs were terrible. Fair enough. Fair enough. They were very down. Next up, we've got Mister Sawman Hirokazu Sawamura, Hirosa. rookie year in the big leagues. He uh, he saw a lot of time this year. 
um, on the big league team. We set the over under at 57 and a half appearances. Now I'll say this, all three of us took the over at, uh, at the break. However, Mr. Hero saw this thing wants to load. Here we go. Uh, Mr. Hero saw at the break was on pace for 62 appearances, fell just short at 55. So we're, all, we're all taking a loss on that one. Uh, Clawson said he will settle in nicely in the seventh. Or no, sorry, Steve said we'll settle in nicely in the seventh inning role. I was gonna say that's all. That's, that's uh, quite the intelligent statement for me to say. Nah, <laughs> not likely of uh, things yeah. for you to say. But, he also yeah. just didn't do that though. No, a lot of a lot of walks this year for Salmore. Uh, we'll see. I know he's he could be back next year, but I mean, thirty-two walks and fifty-three innings. It's like 0.6 an inning. That's a lot. Now, now is where things start to get a little dicey. We got Matt Barnes, seventeen and a half saves. Now he's gonna hit that over. You know, not not easily, but you know, he he hit it with twenty-four saves. All three of us had the under. We are not doing not doing great. well. Not doing well. Um, 43% of listeners had the over as well. Uh, Clawson said, not even close. Steve said, offense will be so good they won't even have save opportunities. So, love the offense. Wasn't so far off. Love the uh, enthusiasm. And I said, I think Ottavino will take the spot for him. Um, he was on pace at the break for 34, and he ended with 24. So Then he signed uh, that contract. It yeah. sucked. That was that was not great. However, we're going to redeem ourselves here on the next one. Besides Alex Clausen, <laughs> uh, Raphael Devers over under 31 and a half home runs. That was the Vegas line, not even the Gone Bridge line. That was the Vegas line. Uh, Raphael Devers hit 38 this year at the break. He was on pace for 39. 76% of the listeners said he was hitting that over. So give me and Steve a point. Clausen, what do you got to say on that take? Uh, I figured he was just going to be an absolute double machine, that he was just going to hit them a little bit too low. They were just going to buff the wall every time. I don't think that's too bad of a take. It's not a great take. That's fair. Next one, Next one. we're all, uh, we're all in the doghouse again. Hunter Renfro, <laughs> over under 28 and a half home runs. Well, I will say this. At the break, he was only on pace for 23. He finished the season with 31, absolutely tore it up in the second half. Uh, Steve Brady, you said, I got him maybe playing 90 games this year. How many did he play? Like 140? Uh, probably pretty close, 144. Wow, that was a good guess. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so we all we all took the under on that, including 53% of the listeners. So Wait, how many did he hit? Like 30? Uh, 31. So, I mean, only three and a half over, but you know, it is what it is. Um, next, right. we got. We're not doing too hot right now. Not great. Although, uh, we're all going to redeem ourselves again here, except for Clawson. Clawson, I think, Clawson, I think you're one for seven or eight. Clawson has two. Clawson has two. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Next one we've got is but over. You only have three. So, no, I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. We, none of us did great. None of I us got are four. Doing all right. Um, all stars over under two and a half. Steve and I had the over. Clawson, you had the under. Uh, I'm trying to remember who are all stars. We had five. We had uh, Bogarts, Devers, Evaldi, Barnes. Who was the fifth? Frenchie. Renfro. <laughs> no, it was not Renfro. Uh, who was our fifth all star this year? It was oh. Uh, JD, was it JD? JD, JD made yeah, the All-Star yeah, JD. yeah, uh, yeah, it was JD. So JD, Devers, Bogarts, Renf or not Renfro, Evaldi, and Barnes. So five, so double that total. Steve and I took the over. I uh, cost you took the under. Um, I said second half team will be better. I got Bogarts and Devers as All Star, or no, I had Bogarts for Dugo Pavetta. I don't know, whatever. I I think our second half team it will be better is a cold take. Whatever. Uh, yeah, it was a cold take. Anyway, this is the most exciting one of the afternoon, and we all nailed this. This is the one that matters: the wins, the over/under total on the wins. We had, <coughs> excuse me, the Vegas line was 80, 80, 80 and a half. That's a losing record, folks. I took the over. Steve took the over. Alex Clawson, you even took the over. 
Wow. Even 78% of the listeners took the over. I'll tell you, folks, the Red Sox took the over as well. Would they have 92 wins this year? Uh, yeah. 92 Something and like 70. Steve, you said 96. Clawson, I hate to I hate to say this. I hate what to say this. What do they have? You're not going to like this quote. You're really not. You said, I would put yeah. more money on Franchi hitting 74 home runs than I would this team winning 96 games. Well, they didn't hit 96 games. So. That's fair. All right. I had 88 wins. Clawson, you had 83. So I guess I was technically the closest at the break. They were on pace for 98 wins. 70% of, li- 78% of listeners had the over. So Mark, would you have 88? Uh, I technically, we're equidistant away from each other. Oh, that's a good point, Steve. Mr. Mathematics himself. So, take okay. the average of what we both said, the median. Are we playing prices right rules though? Uh nope. Okay. Not when Steve's on not when Steve's gonna be Drew, right. I was gonna say Drew Carey's not here to to you know <laughs> tell us who's right or wrong. All right, next one. Uh, we've got a couple more left. We'll uh, roll through these quick. Uh, Nick Pavetta, 163 and a half strikeouts. He ended the year with 175. We all took the hey, over on that. He was on pace for 201. So, I mean, he still hit the over. Uh, Good next, job, guys. Next, we all three get a point as well. Pavetta or Erod Kays. Pavetta, or I mean, sorry, Eddie had more, as we uh, said earlier, than Pavetta. So, we all three get points there. Uh, I'm going to skip the next one because we all didn't have predictions for that. However, it was not a good what one. What was it? It was Dahlbeck over under 77 and a half RBIs. I have no idea why I did that. that. I, was the I, only, I was the only one who said something. I had the under, which, uh, holy hell, what a line. He had 78 RBI. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, wow. Vegas uh, Caesar Sportsbook, if you're looking for an employee, I am available. Disregard his Marvin Gonzalez over under and <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 no. even a, a blind, even a blind squirrel finds him out. Uh, next up, Steve, I, I remember you saying that this line was extremely disrespectful. It's the Xander Bogarts over under hit line. Uh, the line was set at one hundred eighty seven and a half. Mister Bogarts finished the year with one fifty six. Ooh. 56. We all took Ooh. the over. He was quite under, even though did he draw more walks this year? What was going on? There? He must have. I don't yeah, know. 62 walks. I mean, he had 295. That's a that's a high total to hit. That's a high, that's a over one a game. So none of us got that there. Uh next up, JD Martinez, 34 and a half home runs. He was under. I was, was the, I was the only one who took the under there. You took you two took the over. Uh, Steve, you had him hitting 287, 42 home runs, 98 RBI. What I had a season him with, that would have been. Can I, can I tell you something? Can I tell you what? something? I had him with 28 home runs. You know how many he hit this year? 28. He hit 28 this year. Well, that's 28 sure. this year. So at the break, he was on pace for 32. So uh, the next one, this is my favorite one. Franchi Cordero over under 73 and a half home runs. Steve and I took the under. Alex Costing took the over. What do you got to say on that? I don't know. Barry Bonds was really shitting his pants for a minute when he hit that 475 foot homer in Philadelphia. So I think it was 474 for you, but you know, it was a bomb. It's, I'll say this at the break, he was on pace for two home runs. He finished the year with one. So not that next, bad. Next year, the line will be over under half a home run. Honestly, I love that line for next year because, like, he's not in the 40 man. Yeah, that, that's a great line. All right, quick update halfway through. Um, Alex Clawson has five correct so far. I don't know if you're keeping track at home, but I believe this is what out of 18. This is question 17, I think. Yeah. Okay, Alex Clawson is five, and then me and Gardner have eight. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm give me another point right here. The next question was more saves. Adam Ottavino or Matt Barnes. Obviously, Matt Barnes had the 24. And my computer is choosing to be to be very slow right now. But Adam Ottavino only had 11. You guys both said Ottavino. I had Barnes. Um, so, yeah. The next one is an L on all three of our parts. This is the last, like, over-under, and then it's more, like, subjective things. 
Um, it was who plays more games this year, Michael Chavis or Christian Arroyo? All three of us said Michael Chavis. You yep. want to know? You want to know who's still on the roster and who's not? To be Michael fair, Chavis. though. To be fair. To be fair. Christian Arroyo has been injured a lot this year. He was. He played 59 so, games. I mean, did Chavis play a lot of games where, wherever he is now? Where is he right now? Uh, in the Pirates organization. Somewhere in Pittsburgh. So, I don't know. Nor do it. Right. It's hard to predict the future. No, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, so, that's about it for over-unders. Uh the next ones are all kind of like picks. So we've got offensive MVP. All three of us took Xander. <clears throat> Not terrible. I guess you'd probably give it to Devers. Probably. Uh, next, we had pitching MVP. Uh, me and Clawson gave it to Erod. Steve gave it to Salamora. Not great there. Okay. Bad, bad. Best call up. All three of us had Jaron Duran. Kind of the only one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not great. Um, Two of us had really good picks for this next one. Steve, you were actually kind of dragging up the rear on this one. Uh, most impactful offseason pickup, I had Kike. Steve, you had Salamora and Clawson with, like, the golden egg here, Garrett Whitlock. Don't forget it, baby. Blind Hell Squirrel yeah. finds a huge nut. Hell, yeah. Huge nut. Huge. All three of us also kind of nailed this next one. Offensive LVP, I had Vasquez, Steve, you had Marwin, and uh, Clawson, you had Chavis. I mean, yeah, he sucked. Yeah. Although, Clawson, you're about to take a huge L on this next one. Pitching LVP, uh, I had Perez, good take. Steve had Richards, good take. Uh, Clawson, you know who you took here? I have a good feeling. Lay it on me. I'll give, I'll give you a hint. It's an all-star. J.D. Martinez? He didn't pitch very well. <laughs> he did not pitch well. Uh, it was Nathan Evaldi. Nathan Evaldi. Yeah, I really didn't have high hopes for Evaldi this year. Hell yeah. Uh, next up, we got worst call up. You guys had Durbin or Dalton. Yeah, Durbin Feltman. Dalton. Dalton Furbush. Durbin Feltman, who didn't didn't pitch this year. I guess I technically win this because Colton Brewer pitched one game for the Sox this year. And then worst offseason pickup, the boys sweep the board. Garrett Richards for the win. All three of us uh, had it there. And then uh, this was the episode where the Alex Court Impact Scale was born as well. So, wow. That's it. That's a piece of history. We got a, uh, I think we should do this every season and then uh, we could see who gets the best pick. So, who, who, who won? Steve? Uh, you, for the over unders, you won by one. And I stopped keeping track of the subjective things. The subjective, I feel like, are too subjective, and I think I'm going to take the crown. Yeah, I mean, Lawson. Yeah, I don't know. I'll be trying to get next year, I guess. <laughs> That's all you can do. Year. That's what the Sox are going to do. That's what Alex Clawson's got to do. Just try again next year. Just like I'm going to, whatever I do, I'm just going to take the opposite. Okay. Now let's. Have you ever seen? Oh, no, you definitely haven't. You ever watched Seinfeld? Yeah. Have you ever seen the op- uh, the episode where George Costanza just does the opposite? Yep. So it's where if every instinct I have is wrong, the opposite has to be right. That's I believe that was I believe that was a Stevie Locks quote as well. It was. That was Stevie Locks. If you remember Stevie Locks, that was a segment for about four episodes. So you're no G. That's a random four episodes fan. I don't even remember when it was. Probably in the twenties like or thirties. Yeah, twenty 20s, or thirties. Um. So anyway. I guess I'll take the crown for season one. Red Sox were great. Uh, we've already talked about the whole season, but let's good. go. GG. Go, let's go, Sox. Clawson, uh, one thing that you seem to not be confused about all year was um, if you wanted groceries, how, how could you get them? Well, I mean, I was more just trying to spark summer celebrations across the nation, but. Uh, Wait, have you sparked yours yet? I have no, not. not yet. I'm still I'm waiting. Not, I, I'm waiting for the sun to come out. I still haven't sparked it. I think I, like the rest of the people, are waiting to spark my summer celebration. However, if I wanted to spark a summer celebration, I feel like there's only one way to do it. That would be through Instacart. If you don't know, Uh, Instacart is an online grocery delivery app that allows you to handpick a variety of fresh foods and products. Forget that ingredient that you need to make your famous dish while watching the socks. Order through Instacart. Can't speak. 
Order through Instacart with same-day delivery to your door in as fast as an hour. You can shop multiple stores, see details in your area that will help you save money, and every item is hand-selected at the store to fit even the most specific needs. They always handle with care to make sure everything gets to you in one piece. And if you have not started your summer celebration, what are you waiting for? Start it now. It's a little chilly out in New Hampshire. If you want to do it anyways, go for it. Brave the elements. Order through Instacart your first delivery over $35 using our the link in our show notes will get you free delivery. Instacart. Never step foot in a grocery store again. Woo! Instacart interacted with us on Twitter. They did. I tweeted something because I called Klaus and he was, I was, uh, we were picking him up somewhere and I was like, where are you at? And he's like, oh, I'm getting back late. Sorry. I was at the grocery store. And I was like, you were what? You were at the grocery store. I would have saved myself a lot of time by using Instacart. Yeah, you would have. And I tweeted that out. And uh, I think it was like Lizzie from Instacart was like, uh, Shout out to Lizzie. she was like, your friend doesn't use Instacart. And I was like, no, it's the guy from our podcast that you sponsor, but it's okay. It's okay. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Um, we world Series. Some... Yeah. World Braves. Series. Braves are World Series champions, baby. Woo! Woo! How do we Woo! feel about that? I don't got much to say. I'm, I'm happy for them. I was very happy they took down the Do- or the Astros and the Shout Dodgers, I guess. Shout out to Charlie Freeman's dad. Shout out to Charlie Freeman's dad. Oh, is that Freddie? It is Freddie. Oh, okay. All right. Pretty good. Not bad. Um, Great team. It's, uh, it's, I think it just shows that you don't have to make the big moves at the deadline. You don't have to go out and get, uh, you know, Scherzer and Turner. You can go out and you can get Jock Peterson and Adam Duvall. And, uh, Gotta play good baseball, man. Eddie Rosario. Yeah, Eddie Rosario. Make things happen. Make things happen. So I'm happy for them. I, I honestly, the Braves are one of my, one of the like teams that I actually like really tolerate. I'm happy for them. Good team. You really tolerate them. No, I mean, there's some teams that you just look at, like even the Cardinals. You're just kind of like, eh, Cardinals again. But like the Braves are, the Braves are fun. Braves are fun. Uh, none of us even had them in the World Series. Oh, yeah. To recap, though, another uh, thing that I mentioned in the season preview was yeah. Cardinals, more wins than Padres. That happened. So I'm going to go ahead and give myself another point. We tied. Well, the, the voting committee, I feel like, is going to disagree with you on that one. Mm. Well, I'm the one keeping track. So All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. We got we to gotta talk about this. Uh, it's more of a somber note. Um, as many of you n- may know, longtime Red Sox broadcaster Jerry Remy passed away uh, this past week. A huge light in all of our childhoods. I mean, growing up, you know, watching Red Sox games, it was always Don and Jerry. And, uh, you know, it's just very sad. I was very sad that, to see the news on Saturday. But uh, for me, it just, you know, made me think he had such an impact on so many people's lives and so many great memories. I mean, Don and Jerry, the best two to ever do it together. There's classic moments such as the pizza and the boob grab that I simply will remember for the rest of my life. And without Jerry, those moments just wouldn't have been as electric and as memorable. Not to mention the fact that, you know, they could just make the most boring games entertaining. And, you know, he was just sad to see him go. I mean, he fought a really hard battle many times, and it's just sad to see him go. He'll, he will be certainly missed. Uh, the uh, the voice of our childhood, Jerry Remy, the last domino falls. Um, yeah, no, I feel bad for the, the people who listen to those games clicking the SAP button because that was kind of Jerry's job pregame. Um, buenos noches and hit the SAP button. Those people, buenos noches, those poor buenos. people are going to have to listen to whoever takes over in the booth from now on. They're not going to know what's going on. Nobody can quite replicate how to how to push the SAP button like Jerry Remy could. Um, he but, made pushing a simple button on your remote so interesting. Yeah, no, he was. That's what made him the best. He was the right. best. And I think that that last moment that I think that, I guess that was his last public appearance at Fenway for the wild card game where they wheeled him out through the first pitch to Eck. And you could, you, I mean, you could tell he was very sick. And, uh, you know, that was electric. Fired the team up. I think he stepped away from the booth, what, in July or June? I can't remember the exact time. I can't remember the exact time either. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, he, he fought the battle so hard. His seventh stint with cancer. And, uh, 
you know, we're going to miss the rem dog for sure. He just, I mean, for me, a huge inspiration and he, he bled Red Sox more than anybody. Honestly, I could, I could think of in Red Sox nation. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. You guys got any other favorite memories? I mean, Steve, you outlined like the two, like the most, I mean, those are like everybody's top two. You got any other ones? The pizza. <laughs> Uh, this yeah, fine gentleman's like, the fine gentleman's over here eating some is drinking a beer and eating some chicken. Here comes a pizza. This was a family show. Oh, did he like fall off his chair too? Yeah, that was oh, yeah, when he was when he stood on his desk. Yeah, he's doing the yeah. air guitars <laughs> and just wipes out. Other, I, I feel like this hadn't really seen a lot of light. Uh, was the the tooth falling out? I oh, was just about to mention broadcast. <laughs> I don't know how Nesson had all those tools backstage, but they start pulling those out. And uh, Don's like, here, Jerry, I'll put it back in for you. And he's like, I think that's just a nail. And he's like, hammering in. Jerry's like, no, it's crooked now. And just like the fact that they're commentating a game and then doing that on the side, it's like, it's it was honestly like stand up comedy on the side. It was great. It's unbeatable. Unbeatable. Um, I mean, yeah. Only Sox other broadcast just won't be the same. Won't be the same. Uh, he also had the grass. He ate the grasshopper on the air. That was that was awesome. So, uh, Rem Dog, you'll be missed. Um, I know there have been a lot of petitions to uh, change Jersey Street to to was it Remy or Rem Dog Street. So, if you see those anywhere, I encourage you to go sign those because Jersey Street sucks. Hell yeah, he's so. he's gonna get immortalized somehow. Yeah, I think we'll definitely see patches on the jerseys next year. Some people were even talking about uh, retiring number two for him and Xander in a couple of years uh, or retiring number two and having Xander wear it until he retires. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Plenty of options there. But a goat in the Nesson booth will certainly miss you. And uh, it was a hard, hard-fought battle. Um, so, anyway – I don't really know how much else we got. We got a couple free agent quick news. Kyle Schwarber declined his option. I mean, nothing surprising. Eddie's a free agent. Shaw, Iglesias, Santana. I believe JD's expected to decline his option. If JD's he hasn't expected. Heard it. I think he's got until Sunday night to do that. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you guys updated on Twitter. I mean, I'm sure the, the big journalists do that before you, but we'll get that news out too. Uh, oh, we got, we got two questions real quick before we close out the night. All right. All right. Hammer him away. Uh, these two questions, they come in from Matt, actually. Oh, he really? Said, uh, I know. Shockingly. Uh, he said, would you rather be biologic? Wait, would you rather? Would you rather biologically dance every time you hear any music or laugh anytime you hear any joke? Definitely laugh. Uh, yeah. Well, that probably laugh because if you're like driving, you can't really like dance and drive at the same time at all in all cases. So uh probably be a hazard. Yeah. You don't I'm also hit- just thinking like if for whatever reason you didn't instacart your groceries and we're in the grocery store and there's like music in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like, would laugh. You don't want to be hit and you don't want to be caught hitting like the Dougie in the paw style. That'd be tough. Yeah, right. It's like they'd be like smooth. What? That'd be tough. That'd be tough. Uh the other question Matt comes in from. Uh, when was the last time that you guys cried? Um, probably whenever the last time I had like an exam was. That was less than like 15 hours ago for me. Yeah. I had accepted defeat. I didn't even cry. I just knelt to my knees and I was like, this is it. Every every night when I go to sleep. <laughs> last time I cried, man, I don't even know. Probably <laughs> I honestly don't even know. Uh, um, a stressful time, I think, I'll say. I cried when Gardy said that Marvin Gonzalez didn't play over 129 games. I cried that when Alex Clausen said Nathan Evaldi would be the least valuable pitcher. So was that like 20 minutes ago? Yeah. No, dude, I could see this, the tears streaming down your face. Down your it, was, it was a lot. It was brutal. Brutal. What's that? Coldplay song, so the tears are streaming down yeah. your face. Let's fix you. Fix you. 
Don't copyright us, Coldplay, please. If, you forget. Uh, if Chris Martin's listening to this, thanks for listening. I don't <laughs> even care if you copyright us. Chris Martin, let's collab. Hell yeah. Coldplay XCOM Bridge. Maybe you could write us some music. He's like, Boston well, Red Sox and Long Bridge. I don't know. We'll open a show for you. I don't. <laughs> With what? Stand up Red Sox talk? No, yeah, we'll just have a live pod before a Coldplay right. concert. Fair enough, I'm sure. People would be like, people. what is going on? We're just like, in, we're in like, like some rent. respect him. He doesn't sound like that, but like he's from England or something. We're in like some random city, like Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're like, <laughs> all right, where do you guys think JD's hitting this week? <laughs> we're like, who the hell is that? But Alex Cora, Impact Player of the Week. I got to give it to Josh Taylor. Be like, how do I don't understand how the scale works? <laughs> Does anybody know what the scale is? Like whispering, like, what's going on right now? Who are these people? Um, anyway, anyway, let's close out the ninth here. My closing out the ninth is uh, Coldplay gets too much hate, and uh, if you don't like Coldplay, you're kind of just a sad person that hates things that are fun. So, but that's it. Pretty much, give give Coldplay another chance if you if oh, you're yeah. closed minded about them. Yeah, Clausen, you go first. Racking the brain. All right, uh, my closing out the ninth thoughts. Uh, thank you everyone for a year of Gone Bridge. I mean, ultimately, yeah, ultimately, I guess it comes down to us to get these episodes out. But uh, without all the support, I uh, I don't know if we do fifty nine episodes in a year. It's been uh. I guess, yeah, it's been a crazy year. I still remember the first time we recorded this. A lot of Kevin Dett jokes. There was one. There was, there was I think. A few. One too many. Um, but uh, it's been a wild ride and been happy to share it with you guys. So let's go. Let's do another off season. I can't top that one. Go Sox. Would you say Sox in four? I mean, yeah, they haven't lost in two weeks. I'll end the show by saying this. The Red Sox have not lost in two weeks. The Yankees have not won in two weeks. And with that being said. More than two weeks. It's been, oh, it's been about a month. You're right. Like a month. Well, with that being said, we hope you enjoyed listening to episode 59. Uh, again, we appreciate it if you download these episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to them. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at GoneBridge and Instagram at GoneBridge Podcast. And we will be back next week with another guest, possibly another guest the week after that. So stay tuned. See ya!